are we recording? <laughs> Wait, is this thing on? Seriously. Am I recording? <laughs> You're listening to Let's Get Into It, a podcast designed to help you in your life and in your business. My name is Bree Marie and I'm your host. You might have stumbled upon my blog, livingbreely.com, or taken one of my online courses, or maybe you're just learning about my work for the first time. As a business strategist, course creator, and a seasoned blogger, I've had the opportunity to sit down with number one best-selling authors, world-class experts, coaches, healers, and other online entrepreneurs who are super excited to share with you their stories, learning lessons they've had along the way, and how they continue to strive on making an impact in our world. Each week, I want to bring you two episodes full of tangible and actionable steps to inspire you to have an impactful, sustainable, and purpose-driven life and business. So let's get into it. Okay, so I just had a Starbucks iced coffee. I never drink Starbucks because it literally gives me heart palpitations. <laughs> I'm not being melodramatic. My heart like will beat super fast and my eyes are already starting to twitch. I don't know if that happens to you if you guys have too much caffeine. My eyes twitch. Specifically, the right eye will twitch. It's a really cute situation. But yeah, I had a grande iced coffee. I'm not a big Starbucks fan. Like, I, I mean, who doesn't like coffee? Okay, like I love coffee. I only have one cup of coffee a day because, you know, anxiety and coffee don't really go hand in hand. Um, but I don't really have like a complicated Starbucks order. Like I'm pretty basic. I just like a, an iced coffee cold brew is not the way to go for me. Um, yeah, I just like a normal iced coffee and I ran out of coffee today and I was like, oh, we got to fix this situation. So it was either between Starbucks or coffee bean and I love coffee bean. Okay. Coffee bean has the best ice. Can we talk about that? As a ice connoisseur myself, I love crunchy little ice cubes. Like if I could have a Starbucks coffee with a coffee bean ice situation, I would be in heaven. That's going to be my last meal on earth. Like it's just so good. But the coffee bean is a little bit further away from me and it's next to a hospital. So and like a bunch of businesses. I was like that coffee bean's gonna be a little crazy this morning so I went to Starbucks and plus it was this drive through and I'm super lazy and I didn't feel like doing like getting dress dressed <laughs> to go get coffee um because I feel like there's nothing worse like I live around a lot of business like I live in a residential area but like where these coffee places were there's like a lot of businesses <laughs> So whenever I go and get coffee and like my freaking yoga pants and oversized hoodie and Nikes and I'm like pulling up there with my dress like a hobo and then you have like everyone in suits and like nice skirts and everything. I'm like, okay, I yeah, clearly I work from home. Um, (laughs) 
like I shouldn't care and I don't like nine times out of ten don't care but today was the one day out of the ten days that I care um can you tell I've had too much coffee I'm really gonna try to tone it down I didn't even like usually before I record Friday's podcast I like type it out and I not type out verbatim what I'm gonna say but like I have my bullet points and I know like around what I'm gonna say around the topic um I don't know if you guys do this I do this with write when I write stuff too like anything blog posts emails Instagram posts is I pretty much have the whole thing written in my head but I don't write it down (laughs) am I the only one that does that I feel like that's not productive but yeah I will like think of an idea and then just kind of massage it in my own head until I actually have to sit down and write it and I feel like if I don't have an idea or something and then I try to sit down and just write out something it just doesn't form it takes me a lot longer to formulate a coherent sentence or paragraph or like idea if I don't already have it worked out in my head I forgot where I heard this it might have been Malcolm Gladwell who said this but don't quote me if you guys don't know who Malcolm Gladwell is he's one of my favorite authors I think I've read almost every single book he's ever written um And I think he said, like, 50% of, I shouldn't even say this because I don't know the exact percentage, but I think it might have been him. Don't quote me on this. Basically, all of the writing or storytelling happens before you even get to your computer or your typewriter or your journal or notebook or however you write things down. And I truly believe that, like, so much of whatever it is that I write like is is in my head before I even sit down to type it out like I'll make little notes and stuff but as far as like I will really yeah I've talked about this for too much it's already five minutes in I hope you guys had a good week (laughs) so as you guys know I watched the Brene Brown special on Netflix two weeks ago last week it's amazing if you haven't watched it and you Like, it's so good that even if you don't have Netflix, you should sign up for Netflix just to watch it. So I've been a big Brene Brown fan for probably the last two or three years. I don't even like to say fan. I don't know what other word I would use to describe it because I feel like I'm a big fan of Britney Spears. But, like, the feeling that I have towards Britney Spears is a lot different than the feeling I have of Brene Brown. Like, Britney Spears was, like, my idol, okay? I used to have choreographed dance moves to I'm a Slave for You, and I would do them in my garage with my neighbors that were twins. We had, like, a whole choreographed routine, and they were really good gymnasts, and so, like, it was a pretty stellar performance. Like, I'm pretty sure we could take that choreography and, like, show it to Britney Spears now, and she would do it during her Las Vegas shows. Or she's not doing them anymore. Oh, oh, yikes. But you know what I mean? Like, it was that good. (laughs) I hope you know that was sarcasm. But anyway, the way that I feel about Britney Spears is completely different than the way that I feel about about Brene Brown, Brene Brown, too many Brittany Brene, 
what is wrong with me? This is why I can't have caffeine. Mom, come pick me up. I need an IV. Um, so Brene Brown is amazing. <laughs> I'm going to try to recover, okay, from that fumble. Um, and I love the Netflix special, but I had never read one of her books. I had watched her on Oprah's Super Soul Sunday. I've watched interviews that she's done with Jonathan Fields. I've watched her TED Talk. Like, I've consumed a lot of Brene Brown content, except for actually reading her books. And I had purchased Rising Strong earlier this year, but I had, when I buy books, I buy like five or six at a time. And yeah, I just, I didn't choose to read the Brene Brown book that I had. And I also have an audiobook of hers, which was through, which I purchased through Audible. Because, you know, I had like, an, I signed up for the free trial and then I forgot to cancel it. So then I had like nine credits. So I had to buy all these books on Audible that I technically, I mean, I paid for them because my account was being charged every month. Why am I even talking about this ADD moment? I'm so sorry. So I'm I'm reading Rising Strong right now, and it is honestly, it's so good. It's definitely, I think, a little bit um, dense. Like, I was kind of nervous in the beginning, be, like, when I was reading the introduction, because I was like, oh, my God, I don't know if I'm, like, emotionally at the level where I can comprehend a lot of this but as I've been reading I'm on page I'm almost I'm like almost at a page 100 I think um I love that she utilizes personal antidotes (laughs) I can't speak you guys I'm so sorry I love that she uses these personal stories um and it's not done in like a sanctimonious way where she's like showing off these like emotional how emotionally intelligent her kids and her husband and her family are she's being so real and vulnerable about like the struggles that they've had and like the things that they've had to overcome and then even utilizing other people's stories and it's just to convey these really powerful ideas around emotion and how we process things it's just a really really good book and I definitely recommend it Um, don't let the first, the introduction and the first chapter scare you because you definitely get into a flow of, of how she writes. But, you know, we're not gonna sit here and, and talk about all of the things that I'm reading and the coffee that I shouldn't be drinking And how obsessed I was with Britney Spears when I was 12, between the ages of like 8 and 12. Um, I should do like an entire episode on like pop culture from that time because, yeah, it was a it was a good era. I really miss that era. And I remember thinking like how edgy Christina Aguilera was at the time. And it's like, oh, that is nothing like the role models that these eight between the ages of eight and 12 year old girls that they have now. I'm like deeply concerned. (laughs) Um, Anyway, let's make a hard transition to this quote that I heard this week. And I want to preface it like I really do need to preface this. So I heard this quote. I forgot what I was watching. 
I remember what I was watching. I was watching this documentary that was just released on Netflix called Knock Down the House. And I'm not going to get into the politics of it. And I don't necessarily agree or disagree. I'll be as neutral as possible because, you know, this isn't a political podcast. I'm not here to talk about politics, but I'll remain as neutral as possible in the sense of there were things that I agreed with and things that I strongly disagreed with in this documentary um, as far as like the actual politicians that were that they were following. So it, it surrounds a couple of female politicians who are trying to get elected in by their communities and so it it goes into like looking at what their actual message is what they're trying to do their personal stories and like reasons for really getting into politics um their campaigns and all of these things that are just and fundraising it's a really good documentary just for that and like I said there were some things even with the candidates like some of the things that they were saying I didn't agree with some of them I really I I did agree with so again it's this isn't a political podcast I'm not going to get into those idiosyncrasies but one of the candidates said something she quoted someone else and it was just like a split second they were just doing like a little interview and she said this quote and then it just like cut to the next scene and I was like whoa whoa, wait we need to go back like hold on I need to elaborate on that and she quoted Martin Luther King Jr. and she said the time is always or he said the time is always right to do what's right and if you aren't in America maybe you're not familiar with MLK Jr. is he was a civil rights activist in the 60s and he was assassinated he has I mean he has completely he won a Nobel Peace Prize I think I'm pretty sure um he's an he was an amazing amazing man and he really propelled the civil rights movement forward um especially for African Americans um in the U.S. and he was just such a huge pivotal person in the civil rights movement. So obviously that quote has to do with the civil rights movement. But I think what makes, I mean, even people like JFK and MLK, what makes their speeches so profound is that they stand the test of time. So like a quote, like the time is always right to do what's right can be so applicable to so many different things. And obviously, I think that I'm not trying to deflect or take away what was going on at the time that that quote was said. But I think that that is, it can be applied to someone's actual life. And I thought about this in the sense of, I get asked a lot. Like, I'm not like one of those influencers where they're like, um, so I know you guys have been asking about my skincare routine and like literally no one's asked that. Like, this is actually, this is actually something I get asked a lot is like, when is the right time to create a course? When is the right time to start my business, to start my blog? When is the right time to launch this? When is the right time to do this, this, and this, and this? And granted, there are some 
factors that go into into certain things of like what will actually make a course successful, what will actually make a blog successful, what will actually make a business successful. Absolutely. But again, I'm not in the way that I have always looked at business and I hope I continue to always look at business and not make it too corporate is, you know, for me, business isn't about the KPIs, the CPMs, the LLCs, the like all of the different acronyms. And of course, like I want businesses to make money. Absolutely. But I think at the core of some of a business that is long lasting, that is sustainable, comes a sense of passion and wanting to have impact on the world, wanting to have impact on its customers, wanting to have a purpose and a drive and a why behind their business and really being customer focused. Because look, businesses make money left and right. Like if you really think, I personally, I don't think making money in a business is that hard. Not when there's the power of the internet. So anyone can make a business by like selling some watches, like, you know, selling some like crystals or whatever. That's not difficult to do. But I think the businesses that stand the test of time just like these quotes, are businesses that have a stronger purpose behind them. And so when it comes back to the time is always right to do what's right, is a lot of the women and men that I've had as clients have this really strong desire to make the world better. And I'll give you an example. My friend Delphine Pena, absolutely adore her. If you do not follow her on, she doesn't have an Instagram, but she's on Facebook. She does amazing lives. She has a blog. Um, She's on Pinterest and she is a body image and food freedom coach. Um, And the way that she came to coaching women on how to not feel so restricted by, by food, drop the whole diet culture situation and really empower women to feel comfortable and healthy in their bodies, despite the number on the scale, um, comes from like her own struggles that she's had with her own body and overcoming anorexia and binge eating. And I'll let you, I'll let her tell you her story because it's absolutely incredible. And I'm so fortunate that she, you know, shared her story with me. But she developed a business because she was like, there are so many women out there who need to learn how to love their bodies and how to really nurture their bodies. And that came from her own struggle and her own situation. My blog, you know, livingbreely.com with the mindfulness and the meditation and the self-love and self-care came because I was dealing with anxiety and I needed some way to like funnel this creative energy that I was having. And so I was like, let me just share these like practices and things that I'm learning on a website. And that kind of took a a life of its own. And like, I mean, long story short, now I'm here helping other people build their blogs and their businesses. But that those are just two stories that I can think of off the top of my head where we see people struggling with the same things that we were struggling with. And 
we're reaching our hand back to help pull those people up with us. And to me, that's doing the right thing. So if you're debating that question of like, is now the right time to start my business? Is now the right time to start my blog? Is now the right time to start my podcast? Is now the right time to do X, Y, and Z? I'm always going to say absolutely yes. Because if your intention is to help and to serve and to give education and knowledge to people who need it, because you've learned from some situation. It doesn't have to be something significant, right? It could be resume writing. It could be how to make sourdough bread. It could be anything, but it's always the right time to start. It doesn't, and again, granted, everyone has different situations, and I'm not going to try to make this argument bulletproof because... I get it. People have families. People have responsibilities. People can't just be like, well, I can't just quit my job and like start a podcast. Um, And no one's saying you have to do that, but you have to start. You have to start. And that's what's important because you're actually doing the world a bigger disservice by not starting than you are by by staying small. So, again, the MLK, MLK quote is perfect for the civil rights movement, but it's also perfect in so many different facets of life. And I think especially when it comes to business, the time is always right to do what's right and to do what's right for the world and in in what you see. So that's all that I've got for today. Um, I hope that that made sense. And then that was something that resonated with you. Resonated, not resignated, resonated. Um, again, way too much coffee. I was trying my best because my rain was going like 65,000 miles an hour. Um, I need to go drink some water, possibly get an IV put in. (laughs) Um, but I hope this was helpful. I will talk to you guys on Tuesday. I have a really great interview, um, planned and I'm super excited for that episode as well. But I hope that you guys have a wonderful weekend and I will talk to you on Tuesday. Be kind, be well, be grateful. Love you. Mean it. Bye. One more thing. If you loved this episode, I'd love to hear from you. Head over to my Instagram and tag me at livingbreely with you listening to this episode. I'd love to hear from you, see you, connect with you, and know which episodes and interviews you're finding valuable. For any courses, freebies, or blog posts mentioned in this episode, you can head over to livingbreely.com or check out the show notes below.